The Gospels of the Easter season are especially chosen to communicate a, a very important message for us, a message that will bring us life and life in its fullness. On Easter Sunday, we had the Gospel about Mary Magdalene going to the tomb and asking the question, where have they put my Lord? A question that was constantly being addressed to Jesus and about him when he walked this earth and lived among us. People were asking, is he the Lord? Is he the Messiah? Is he God's representative on earth? And we see this at many different times when he performed miracles, people wanted to take him away and make him the warrior king who would lead a, a, a rebellion against the Romans. But Jesus escaped from them. He was seen as a fraud. He was condemned for eating with tax collectors and sinners. Peter, when he asked his disciples, who do you say that I am? Peter said, you are the Messiah. You are the Son of God. And then when Jesus said he would suffer and die, Peter said, this will never happen to you. And Jesus had to rebuke him and told him to get behind me, Satan. So there's this constant evolving in all of the Gospels, an evolving of people coming to a deeper understanding of who God was or who God is and how he is revealed in Jesus Christ. And it came to a conclusion with the, the centurion when Jesus was dying on the cross and had died on the cross. And he said, this truly is the Son of God. This is God in our midst, in this person. And that is a question now that the early church, Mary Magdalene and the apostles, had to, to deal with as well, because they didn't have a physical body anymore. They didn't have a living human being among them. And that is why they were now asking themselves, where is the risen Christ, risen from the dead, where is he to be found? Where is he? Just as the same question was asked when Jesus walked among this earth, where is God? Where is he? And the two subsequent Gospels that we have last week and this week give us an insight into it. Last week we see the disciples are in the upper room, living in fear, terrified. And we see that Jesus appears to them and comes in their midst and says, peace be with you. He's a presence of peace in the midst of fear. Just as when he lived among us, when the disciples were in the boat and there was a storm coming up and they were terrified, Jesus spoke to the sea and said, quiet now, be calm. That beautiful line that Jesus Christ is a presence of peace in the midst of fear. And what Mary Magdalene revealed to us was, if you want to find Jesus in your midst today, in the midst of your lives, you will find him among the people of faith, among the faith community. And specifically, you will find him in today's, in last Sunday's gospel, as somebody who is the presence of peace in the midst of fear. It is something that we are to experience ourselves. 
that when we are afraid, that a disciple of Christ will be a presence of peace in the midst of our own fears. But we are also called ourselves to be a presence of peace in the midst of fear of other people as well. To be a person who can encourage and reassure somebody who is in some way affected by, by, by their fears. To be, to be able to say, quiet now, be calm. And that is where we will discover the risen Lord in our lives today. A presence of peace in the midst of fear. And I'm sure you know people who are like that, who are people who are able to bring peace in the midst of fear, and through their words and actions are able to calm the waves that threaten people in their lives. The next gospel that we have today, the third appearance that we have in this Easter season happens when Jesus is by the Sea of Tiberias. The last time he was by the Sea of Tiberias was when crowds of people were following him out into the wilderness. And when they were out in the wilderness, um, the disciples came to him and said, they have no food, they are hungry. And there was nowhere they could go and get some food to eat. It obviously reminded people of the whole Exodus story as well. But what Jesus does, he takes five loaves and two fish and he miraculously feeds his people, just as God did during the Exodus journey as well. So it is communicating a message that God never abandons his people. God never abandons us. And it is specifically in today's gospel God never abandons us even in our sinfulness and mistakes, even in our faults and failings. When the woman was caught in adultery and she was going to be stoned to death, a vicious thing to happen to this woman, Jesus said to the woman after everybody had walked away, has anyone condemned you? And she says, no one, sir. She says, neither do I condemn you. And that is what the message that, that is being communicated to us today. God does not condemn us, and God does not judge us by our faults and failings. God forgives, and he is revealing this even on the cross. It was ultimately a, a sacrifice, a message about forgiveness. Father, forgive them. Father, forgive them. And that is what he wanted to bring into people's lives, forgiveness. And this is what he's bringing into Peter's life as well, forgiveness. Jesus does not hold Peter, who abandoned him and betrayed him. He does not hold him and define him in his faults and failings. And it is through releasing him from them that he's able to invite him into the discipleship and say to him, follow me. So if we are to discover the risen Lord in our midst today, it is by opening ourselves and receiving God's forgiveness in our lives. It is reminding ourselves that God does not condemn us and God does not define us by our faults and feelings. God defines us by only one thing and that is our belovedness. You are my beloved children in whom I am well pleased. 
But the trick of forgiveness, and perhaps the sure sign that we know we are forgiven, is that if we have the ability and we make the effort to not define other people by their faults and failings as well. Love comes to completion in forgiveness. And if we care for another person, then we have to make every effort to not define them by their faults and failings, to not hold them in their sinfulness and not hold ourselves in our sinfulness either. So there are some very beautiful messages that we are getting in the Gospels from Easter Sunday, the first Sunday, the second Sunday, and today, in about where Jesus Christ is present in our lives. This is all what they are trying to achieve. They're trying to remind us that he is not dead, that he is risen, that he is alive and active among us in every way as he was when he walked this earth. Only his mode of presence is different. From now on, Jesus is going to manifest his presence through people of faith, through people gathered in his name. And it is going to be manifested by being a presence of peace in the midst of fear, by saying to people, has anyone condemned you? And when they say no, say, neither do I condemn you, go in peace. A presence of peace in the midst of fear. A presence that casts all fear, calms all fears and worries and releases people from any mistakes or sins they may have committed.